There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Once again, I don't have a microphone. Aggie is coming to us from on location today. Yeah, from an undisclosed location. And I'm fucking freeballing it. No mic, no nothing. So yeah, we apologize for any sound quality issues. Also, my mic cord has been very temperamental. So I try to try to edit out all the static after um, we record. But uh, I feel like see how it goes. our sound quality is like not, I mean, like, that's not what we're about. Like, we're about evidently we're the, not. We're with we're about heart, heart and honesty and like, bearing our souls, but not about mics. Exactly. It's the, the content of our wonderful ideas rather than the technical audio prowess we possess because we possess none. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Um, what's been going on? I haven't talked mm-hmm. to you since, oh, we went to see uh, an old movie last week. That's the last time I spoke with you. We went to see a movie last week. Yeah, we talked on the podcast about maybe going. I think we just talked. We like made that plan on this show. And then, um, yeah, I went to see a double feature at the New Beverly. Aggie showed up for the the second movie. And then, as far as I know, you were about to go to Wine Country. And then I did go to Wine Country. And also, so yeah, that was a week ago today. I had I was late excited to go get a manicure. My manicure is still fresh as a freaking daisy i'm really excited to realize that that was a week ago because my nails are holding up then the next day i got in my car and i just drove to freaking los olivos i went to solving actually and i was in like los alamos and i was just in heaven i was like drinking wine i was eating the best food i was just so relaxed that's great the food there is getting really good. There are restaurants there that are incredible. Has Goop done a, they haven't done a like 
Solvang Los Olivos guide, have they? No, and I think that people sort of in LA kind of like sleep on Solvang a little bit because it's kind of like a dorky, like Danish themed town. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it seems very like touristy. It doesn't seem like a place where like locals would go. It just seems like very touristy. But, well, I think only locals go there because it's like, a, it's, I mean, locals, like people from LA and stuff are like the only people who go there, but because like no one's like flying into California to go. Oh, I bet you, I think it probably gets a fair amount of international. Anyone who's flying in to do like a big wine country swing would would probably stop there. So solving, like I said, like people, I think people kind of like ignore it, but it's like part of like four little towns that are kind of part of like the Santa Barbara County, like wine region. So it's Solvang, Los Olivos, Los Alamos and Buellton are like all within like a 10 or 15 minute drive of one another. And then in that area, there are like a ton of these amazing wineries. So like when you Google it and like try to find like cute things in Solvang, like you know, there are a couple, there's like one really nice, there are like one or two nice hotels. There are like one or two nice restaurants, but then like each of those little towns kind of has like one or two like nice things. And then the rest are like kind of maybe a little more touristy or a little more like fuddy duddy or like cater to more of like a Santa Barbara crowd. Cause it's like kind of Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, there was a, I mean, I mean a fantastic, a fantastic uh, Vanderpump rules, uh, two-parter where the the gals all went to Solvang and Kristen got I forget she got so drunk that she like fell into a potted plant or something 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 grumpy happened I could see you getting really drunk there although the town kind of closes at like 8 p.m so like I don't think that matters to the Vanderpump crew well it's kind of like the whole place shuts down early but you spend literally all day drinking from like 10 a.m so it like kind of has to and you just like pass out because you're like wine tasting and stuff they got us we joined a wine club Ooh. um meaning you get like bottles sent to you uh every yeah, we're going to get bottles sent to us or we could drive up and pick them up, which would be so fun. That would be a good excuse um, to take a regular little road trip. I mean, it's like a you could easily do it in a day, you know. Yeah. We what's the, what's the wine? Is it it's similar to like Santa Barbara, sort of Central Coast, those type of... It is the Santa Barbara Central Coast. Yeah. Like that's where the wine region is. That's It's Santa Barbara County. Mm-hmm. So like that's kind of what it is. Um. I mean, you know, it's like always so like California is so like eclectic. I guess they kind of make all kinds of wine everywhere, but like most of what I tasted were like Rome style blends, yeah. I guess. Um, but a lot of them like there were places that did like places closer to the coast do more Pinot, like the colder climate stuff. This the one that we joined. Their main label are like the Rhone style ones, but then like they have like a Bordeaux style label. So you know, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like whatever. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, that's um, fun. I didn't go anywhere. Didn't really do anything. Uh, played tennis again last night. Oh, that's good. My forehand is coming back. Oh yeah. Swinging through the ball, getting it just driving it flat over the net it felt pretty good 
That's good. My knees, on the other hand, are like so fucked. Like I could barely even move. Doesn't it make you sad? I hate my knees. They're just not coming back, you know, like that's it for the knees. And I'm not that old. I don't feel like I'm that old that my knees should be this fucked up. I know. Maybe, I guess maybe the knees are sort of like the first thing to really go. They have to be. And I just do so little high impact, like like all my exercises, like walking or doing yoga. So I think they were just, my knees were just completely unprepared for, for tennis. I know I'm nervous because I pulled the fucking trigger, Brian, and I canceled me, everyone. I joined Equinox. Oh, wow. And I, I'm scared because I think the people who go there are in really good shape and I'm not. Um, and it's, you know, I'm like a little bit scared. Um, I think you just have to, you know, be loud and proud and 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 do what you got to do and not not think about it because these these people are definitely not they aren't looking at you and judging you they're so occupied with their own shit that like yeah that's kind of what I always tell myself at the gym although I don't really believe it because I don't think I've ever taken a workout class and not been like on the lookout for someone who I'm like okay that one's worse than me <laughs> for like think, a little boost sure. and I wouldn't admit that if I didn't think that everybody had no to make you feel I mean I get it like to to give you a little self-esteem saying like oh I'm not the person here that is in the worst shape or whatever but yeah. I always I mean when I see someone not not that you're like overweight or whatever but like when I see someone at the gym who's like bigger and clearly struggling I always feel um I'm like happy for them that they're like <laughs> doing it <laughs> Not, not that that is your a category, but I was thinking about like the Gold's Gym in Glendale, and there was definitely some people that I was like, you know, real, like you could tell they were they they were new to the gym. I you know I'm no no one to talk, but like I was like this is great. Everyone's you know moving it, being healthy. Michelle Obama, what was her thing called? Move it. I don't remember. I feel like that was such another era. Like no Democrat would ever make that their thing now. Like it would be like unthinkable. Would it, wait, for, would it be too controversial? It wouldn't be like body. Be like anti-obesity. I mean, well, we don't need to get into this whole case. We don't need to, but I'm just saying like, I just don't think that anybody would do that now. Yeah, no, you're probably right. It's like such a verboten topic, especially it's weird because of like COVID. I mean, it's just true. Like one of the big comorbidities of people who are not doing well under COVID are people who are obese. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, I don't know. But then the obesity, well, whatever. They say, then they say that's not true. Who says that's not true? You know. You, yeah. Well. People. Interesting. Well, regardless of what you weigh, how you look, whatever, it's good to get moving, get that heart rate up, um, have a little sweat, do a little dance, feel good about yourself. That's all that matters. And get That's those only great Keel products at Equinox. And get those Keel products and go in the fucking sauna and go in the pool and go in the jacuzzi. Oh, yeah and fucking do a fucking soul cycle whenever I want for free on a bike. Oh, they and have, wait, is he, cause Equinox is the real soul cycle, right? Their own. Well, Equinox owns, owns soul cycle. Yeah. And then they own, I mean, they have like 
like so many classes like all day long but then they have these like peloton bikes that you can just like program a soul cycle class into and you'll do soul cycle oh, for free do but it's any, not like a real class do you get guest passes i don't know yet i mean my membership doesn't even start until september until for like a few more days so well, and i'm not you, telling you which one i go to so you can't come in i'm not gonna go i just if you, you get guest passes i want to i want to um I've never I'll tell you which one. Class. I just not, I'm not going to stay on the podcast. With oh, sure. All of our, not, our like, millions I'm, of stalkers. Yeah, all my millions of stalkers who would definitely go. Uh, well, I, like, I'm trying to think of what I, I literally reached out to Honeybee Burger today. Why? Why do you want these fucking? It's because so now that I can't get them, I w- I'm like obsessed with, and I'm like, please come back. I said because they were t- they were bragging about their new location on La Brea, and apparently they just signed a lease for a place in New York, and they won some contest of like best vegan burger by VegNews.com or something. Okay. And so I said, congrats. Do you ever think about coming back to the East Side? I miss you guys. Bring in. They haven't responded. You've got to stop. <laughs> it's really sad. Don't do this to yourself, Brian. Uh, I don't even like it that much. I'm just like, it was just such a great option when I wanted something junky that didn't feel that bad. And now I can't get it. After tennis, I went to McDonald's. What did you get? I got a filet of fish meal with a Dr. Pepper and an extra cheeseburger on the side. I have been really jonesing for like there's a there's spicy. I haven't tried it, but I found a coupon <laughs> for like Bogo spicy chicken sandwiches there. Oh yeah. It look I think I have I think I did get that once. It looks really good. I'm like I keep looking at the picture and thinking like, oh yeah. I gotta get one of those BOGO fucking things but i haven't done it it was what i think if it i it was either that one or the burger king one whatever one i tried it was pretty disappointing i like yeah i mean all of the fast food ones i feel like popeyes is by far the best yeah and then and then and then have you seen shake shack has like a hot honey one oh i haven't tried that i've tried their 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 regular chicken sandwich is pretty good I've never tried that either. I don't know why. I've just been like really wanting like chicken tenders for like two weeks. And I keep thinking about them like fried, like a chicken tender or like a chicken sandwich or something. Well, they're going to bring this. Sorry, this is like not a fast food podcast. This is chicken talk. (laughs) Purportedly, this is about like wellness, but there is, um, what is that place that people from the South are obsessed with? Like, can't not. Raising oh, canes. raising canes! Apparently, one of those is coming to Burbank, so people were freaking out. Yeah, Brian and I keep talking about it. According to Brian, who is from Louisiana and loves to tell me about Louisiana things, in his opinion, raising canes, or as they call it down south, canes, <laughs> doesn't have the best chicken, but their sauce is kind of what people keep going back for. Oh, yeah, I could they have that. great sauce. Well, yeah, they're not, none of these places are going to have quality chicken. What is it? You know, I think I think there. he means like compared to like Chick Fil A or like Popeyes or other like fast food. Chicken. Oh, it's even worse than that. I can't. Imagine. It's all the same. He says, um, yeah, like that. People don't like go there because they love the chicken. They go there because they like the sauce. The sauces. 
I mean, I love a good sauce. But now we're, I mean, now that we're surrounded, we're the cat, we're the LA is the capital of Nashville fried chicken, weirdly enough. We're the so chicken capital. I, love I, it. If I want real chicken, I feel like, I mean, you, that those things are a little bit more expensive, but they're just way better than any of the fast food ones. So which one is, I mean, the one that's by my house, I talked about it, I think last week on the podcast, cluck and blaze. Oh, cluck and blaze. Uh, I mean, you get, you know, combo meal, you get, you know, however hot you want it really good. It's a buttery bun you know, tons of pickles and coleslaw on it, a shit ton of either fries or tots or whatever side and the soda and the combo is like $13.99. So it's more expensive, but it's still like not bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. The hot chicken thing has never been I'm not passionate about it. You don't have to get, I mean, they have all, like you could get one with no heat. You could just, it would just be a plain fried chicken sandwich. And I'm sure that would be really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've gotten it that way before. Well, that's how I have to order my Thai food in my neighborhood because if I get mild, it's like still so spicy. I can't eat it. Oh yeah. Some of those places in Thai town. Uh, and I feel like some of them have ramped it up because like a Thai patio, I used to always get mild and it was fine. Now I can't deal with it anymore. Or maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe. Yeah. Thai patio. I feel like it's a little, usually a little tamer than, um, uh, so, sorry, this is so like local. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. This is mind. LA chicken right. and Thai food talk. And I just have to call the rest. I'm sorry. I just have to go back to like my trip really fast because we yeah. talked about if Goop had covered it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to make it to broaden our horizons just a little bit and bring it to Goop a little bit. Um, so I did Google, you know, goop solving or whatever, because I do that whenever I go anywhere. And they mentioned this one hotel that I didn't stay at, but I did go and have dinner and the restaurant there. But what they didn't mention, because I, th- I think they have been not writing about solving or like Santa Barbara County um, wine region is this restaurant's called bells i feel like bells is gonna be like a big deal they it was i think like we couldn't get in for dinner because it was totally booked but we got in for lunch and it was like one of the best meals i've had in ever probably in my life it was was in solving it was in uh los alamos and i feel like they are um, they're like getting written up. I feel like they're only going to be written up more. Like they're amazing. I don't even want to talk about it. Cause I don't want too many people to know about it because you can still get reservations for dinner every like once in a while. But I feel like that's, I feel like goop is at least going to put them on a travel guide if they do solving again. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, whenever we, Try a new place that we like. Goop seems to find it pretty quickly. Goop seems to find their way over there. Yeah. And they also, they just opened like a seafood place that's also in Los Alamos. Mm. Oh my God. So is it Bell's was, just like, like new American, like nice. It's like French. French. Um, and, but we just, we got there, we went to lunch. So we couldn't get like the full dinner. Like the dinner menu was prefixed. We couldn't. So we just like ordered off the menu and we start, we got sardines and I think they make their own crackers and it was just so nice. Mm. And 
then I got a BLT that was like life-changing and Brian got an egg salad sandwich and they sound, it sounds really simple, but go there, try it, look them up, look at it. You will die. It was delicious. The end. I can't wait. Uh, the only notable food I had other than my McDonald's last night was I, right after we actually recorded yesterday or last week on my doorstep was, uh, a package of the goop microbiome super powder, which I was still waiting for. Oh, right. Yeah. You mentioned. So I was trying to do like a scientific study. I've had, I've had one of them every night before bed for the past, whatever that was, seven nights, six nights. And I think I can officially say that it does absolutely nothing. Okay. Like, yeah. It seems like you've really put in a good amount of time. Yeah. I really, I mean, yeah, I, I really, well, yeah, you know, you know, with this type of stuff, you don't want to go into graphic details, but let's just say I don't notice much of a difference. Um, the taste, well, it's better than the chocolate uh, metabolism powder. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like supposed to be unflavored or taste free or whatever they say. Um, but it has a little like viscosity. It's a white powder. It doesn't really have taste, but it has a little like alkaline maybe hints of chlorine, subtle hints of semen, perhaps. Semen? It's in it's in that category of like a I see. Like a like if, if someone, like a marine. <laughs> yeah. Marine, like a briny. Yeah, a briny. And and more just the texture. Like if if you were if someone was to pre- play a prank and like come in your glass of water and then like shake it up and then you drink it and we're like that would be a horrific prank yeah but that's what i that's i think what it pretty much is that's terrible yeah yeah could be worse yeah uh but yeah i'm uh, disgusted sorry i'm not selling this nor should i sell this because no you're not are you trying to encourage i just i like bought this full price and uh, i really don't think i think that these two new powders are probably even less useful than any of the previous goop powders that we've had. And they seem like real cash grabs. And this, this must be something that goop either doesn't cost a lot of money for them to produce, or these sell, maybe these sell better than the goop chews or something because they're expanding them. But uh, I don't think these are as useless, if not more useless than any goop chew or goop vitamin that you would, that you would purchase. Interesting. Very interesting. And and I'll reiterate for whoever didn't listen to last week's episode, the the chocolate metabolism powder is one of the vilest, most disgusting flavors I've ever experienced. It's right, right. Really, really bad. Yeah. So I just do 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 you think that's doing anything for you? No, I mean I only drink. I mean it's hard to get one of those down. So I'll I'll drink one before tennis Mm -hmm. to like you know, rev myself up, but I, I really don't think that that's, does anything. Is that when they tell you to, I'm always scared that you're going to like take the, at the wrong time and like have a heart attack. I mean, I think there's like literally zero active ingredients in any of these. So I don't think it matters, (laughs) but they say specifically on the metabolism powder that there's like no stimulants. You're not supposed to like, you're, you're not supposed to feel anything, which I think is like covering their ass when it doesn't do anything. Um, cause like, that's the thing. If, if these things had some 
some green tea extract, a little, you know, under the table ephedrine, perhaps people would go crazy for them and would want to take them because right, they but they're not going to, they're not going to do that. Well, they don't have to, they can sell you nothing yeah. and you'll pay premium prices for it. So why would they make themselves like liable by doing something like that when they don't need to? But I think there's probably a lot of people like me who are curious and buy it once, but there's no way I'm going to buy them again. Like if they did do something, then I would actually consider buying another month's supply. That's probably why they keep coming up with new things, you know, cause like people buy it once and then never again. So they're like going, maybe they're going back to their like base and just like, they know that there are certain people who are just going to buy every new powder they come up with. That's smart. It's like Trader Joe's. Like whenever I'm in a Trader Joe's and I see a new product, I always have to you try it, it once. Yeah. And 85% of the time they're disgusting, but that 15% that are really good, then I'll keep buying it over and over again. Yeah. Trader Joe's is kind of overrated. I mean, I haven't set foot in a Trader Joe's in months, probably. Wow. I, I'm once a week, like clockwork. Well, now that I use hungry, Rain, oh, right. <laughs> promo code goop yourself. Just kidding. Don't enter that. Nothing will happen. Um, but like, I just get my groceries delivered now and I just don't ever go to the store. Good for you. Uh, that's like my mom. She just gets food delivery from Good Eggs, which is like a Bay Area fancy version of Instacart. Oh, that sounds nice. It's like, it seems pretty expensive, but. Hey. What's the one, I feel like in New York, they use the one called like something. Mm, oh that yeah, there is they- a. Now I forget what that one, that one from New York was like the first one that ever existed of grocery delivery. I think they have it here too, but is it like fresh direct? Fresh direct. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well in New York, it's like, no, you know, you don't have a car. It, it makes a little more sense. I mean, now I guess it makes sense because the world has gone to shit, but like in general, it's like harder to get groceries delivered in New York, especially if you're getting like a lot of stuff. Or it's oh, harder yeah. to go out to get grocery to grocery shop yourself if you you know don't have a car, have to walk too long to to get to your store. Yeah, grocery shopping without a car is like excruciating, and no one should have to endure it. In LA, we have really no excuse not to go grocery shopping anymore. But I still, I guess, don't. I never felt it that horrible to go grocery shopping for myself. Cause you're, if you're buying like a one person supply of food for a week or whatever, it's like, you can do it in maybe two bags and it's not that crazy. But if you had to do it for a family, like, I mean, that's why people have those granny carts and stuff, but even then it's really tough. Yeah. I mean, I was, I lived without a car for many years in Chicago and I would always absolutely dread bringing my groceries home. I like, just really don't want to do it. I would like, um, I mean, I had all these different like tactics, like I would like put it all in a big Ikea bag or like whatever, but I just like walking home with like two like heavy grocery bags was just always like, and I'd always be like surprised. I would be like, oh yeah, I have to walk home with this. Like I always like, forget in the store and then be like, oh shit. Um, but having a car definitely makes it a lot easier. Sure does fucking you know the 
the oil industry, fossil fuels, we're killing ourselves and yet we're still doing it. And yet what? And yet we're still doing it. Well, I have a hybrid, so I'm doing better than oh, right. Not me. Yeah. I have a old fashioned gas guzzler. Yeah. Honda Civic non hybrid. Well, what are you gonna do? I mean but, yeah. The next car. We're down to one car. And the yeah, next car sorry. we buy will definitely be some sort of electric or hybrid or whatever. Yeah. Just like I don't know. I just feel like anything but a Tesla. Oh no. I mean I couldn't afford one, but like there are they're like completely unsafe and they're so douchey. And now like every like, company makes an electric car. There's no reason to buy a Tesla. There's no, you don't need it. Uh, any Gwyneth news? Let me fire up the old gram. I haven't seen any. Um, some people, I know that this isn't strictly Gwyneth, but I know that some people are on day three of the September whole 30. I am so enraged. I watched. So like Melissa Urban changed the name of one of the whole 30 rules from uh, it used to be called Swipo, which was sex with your pants on. And it referred to like, if you tried to make like muffins or pastries out of like cassava flour or something that was sex with your pants on because it was like technically compliant, but it wasn't as good as the real thing. Hmm. Sex with your pants on. It's like having sex with your pants on and you would always just want the real thing if you had it. So there's no point in doing it. So she was like, just don't do it. But then they decided that that phrasing wasn't inclusive enough of and it people wasn't that had to have that have to have sex with their pants on i don't know i spent a really long time on their social media last night digging around trying to find some drama related to that because i assume there would have to be but i think that they just were like let's just change this up without being asked and so they did that um so now it's called the pancake rule. Because like, if you make a pancake with whatever garbage alternative flour, that is going to taste like shit. Yeah. So like, just don't make pancakes. Or just make pancakes. Well, you can make pancakes, but then you can't, then yeah, that's not the pancake. Yeah, yeah, it's not on Whole30. I feel like the whole like elimination diet thing, them trying to make this diet like woke and accessible and like, whatever is just so irritating because it's so fundamentally fucked up to tell people to like cut out food groups for 30 days. Yeah. It's so messed up. Like their argument is, and always has been like, well, people say they don't have a problem with pancakes. And then I always say, well, then you shouldn't have a problem not eating them for 30 days. And it's like, most people probably don't have a problem not eating pancakes for 30 days. I think most people go 30 days without eating pancakes all the fucking time without thinking about it. And the same goes for like pizza and ice cream and like all kinds of like junk food that like they have. Pizza and ice cream for me. I don't know that I've gone 30 days without eating pizza or ice cream for a long time. I've definitely gone 30 days without one or the other. And like, and just like all kinds of other stuff. But it's like when you start focusing on it and fixating on it, that's when all of a sudden you're like, 
oh, I got to have a, I have to have pizza. I want pizza. Like I want pancakes. I want muffins. I want all this shit because you're thinking you're like obsessing over what you can't have. Like it just changes. And it tells you that you have a problem with something that you didn't have a problem with before. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's why like none of these elimination diets work. It's like the thing with like, don't think about elephants. You're going to think about elephants. Does that mean you have a problem with elephants? No, it's because I'm talking about it and I'm telling you not to do it. I mean, you're not obsessed with elephants. I think all of like whole 30 and all these things, keto, whatever, we're are always going to have like a very small avid following, but I think the day, well, I mean, I don't want to say that cause I was going to say like the days of these crazy elimination diets going mainstream and millions of people doing them are over, but I don't know that that's the case. They'll probably just figure out something new to do, but it seems well, like more, more people are understanding that like dieting in general is a just hamster wheel that you you can't be it's so fucked up it's so bad for your mental and emotional health but i feel like they're i feel like whole 30 is trying really hard to like keep up with that conversation and be very like inclusive and like very contemporary in their language but like the core of what they're telling you to do is still it's like stuck in the past and it's like bad for you it's like weight watchers rebranding too WWE. Oh yeah, they took weight out of it and now it's just WW. Which like means nothing. It's like it's like in the absence at least like have the courage of your convictions if you're going to be like a toxic diet culture company <laughs> and it's like they're trying to have it both ways and I feel like the the hardcore old school fans aren't going to like this and then new people that are more body positive or have like maybe a more evolved philosophy uh with food aren't going to try these things anyway so although kfc did it and you know except isn't aren't they back now to saying kentucky fried chicken are they well i I mean they officially changed their name to kfc not to so maybe i saw i saw some like retro maybe it's just like a temporary thing or like a certain product or something but i feel like now because everyone loves anything that's like retro or harkens back to an earlier time so i thought they like are switching back to Kentucky Fried Chicken. They might be. Yeah, when you Google KFC, <laughs> you go to kfc.com, but it's the official internet headquarters of Kentucky Fried Chicken and its founder, Colonel Sanders. And then they have a little section called Kentucky Fried Chicken. And yeah, I think they might be back to being called. I don't know. I just want KFC or Popeyes to do a vegan chicken sandwich. And then I will... If that happens, I swear to God, I will never speak about honeybee again. As God is my witness. Maybe that's honeybee's, like, you know, mission. But honeybee doesn't even, like, make their, they're just, they just use Beyond and um, Impossible Burgers. And then their chicken, I'm sure they don't make that either. That's probably just literally, like, uh, like, Gardein or, like, Boca Burger or something. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it's their mission to, like, you know, light a fire under the asses of the KFCs of the world and realize, you know, there's a market, there's a, there's a customer base for vegan fried chicken. I think there is. Maybe they're willing to sacrifice themselves as a business. So that, or or they want to sell, they'll eventually just want to sell to a bigger company. Probably. He's such a, except for, I don't think anyone's going to want to buy them. No. Begging for money. I mean, I think they're trying to sell right now to like just anyone who walks in the store. (laughs) 
Oh, guys, if you haven't gone on Honeybees, even if you don't live in LA, go to Honeybees Instagram page, watch these videos. It is, I mean, there's a lot of fucking insane CEOs in this world, but this one sort of takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Poor guy. Okay. Uh, quick little, this is like literally the stupidest piece of Gwyneth news, but the only thing I found online was there was a, a People Magazine article about the Aura Ring and how Gwyneth and Kim Kardashian Kim, what was it? Kim, Kardashian? Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian are in this like uh, sleep competition of who can sleep the most hours and like how the aura it. ring, um, you know, records how much you sleep every night. And Kim is getting up to like nine and a half hours a night, mm-hmm. which I think that means you have like an issue, right? Nine and a half hours is too much sleep. I think nine and a half hours is actually in the realm of normal. I mean, eight is ideal, but I think you can go up to like 10. I, I, my body is incapable of anything above seven. Like six, six, six and a half to seven is what I usually get. And anything above, I mean, fair every once in a while, I'll be so exhausted. I'll do seven and a half. I yeah. can't remember unless I was like sick or like, completely like fucked up somehow i don't think i've i can't remember the last time i slept eight full hours i mean i have no idea how much i'm sleeping i think i get like no i don't know i never sleep i'm up literally all night watching tiktok until my phone dies having a panic attack and then i wake up and i'm just fucking going i just like lie in bed scrolling twitter for two hours i mean i'm i'm lying on my back but i'm not fucking asleep i'm just i'm just looking at my phone oh like all my sleep hours are taken up by me being on my phone. You, I mean, everyone says this, but like you really should put your phone in another room when you go to bed. I can't because I need the alarm. I mean, you can get an alarm clock. Yeah, you're making some sense. <laughs> you're making sense, Brian. I know it's hard to give up these things. I I don't I definitely don't practice what I preach. I woke up this morning and immediately started scrolling Twitter. But I'm saying if you're if it is at the point where you're like laying in bed and you're not sleeping, then I feel like yeah. gotta make a change for like once I'm, in your life. I just like I don't know. It's just like it relaxes me too. I'm always like, oh, good. It's my like fucking TikTok time. Like it's TikTok o'clock, baby. <laughs> I'm like that with podcasts late at night. I love to just put on a podcast, do I do a 20 minute timer, and then I just fall asleep listening to whatever. See, I like scroll TikTok until I'm like almost asleep. And then I put on one of my most fucked up, vile podcasts that I yeah. listen to. And then some problematic asshole just like lulls me to sleep. I'm like that too. The more, the more fucked up the podcast, the later at night I like to listen to it. And the more, and I sleep to it. Mm-hmm. It comforts so it me. Probably is like, put, it's probably making me deranged because like I, I'm scrolling TikTok, which is really bad for your mental health because everyone on it is like 20 or younger, insanely hot thinks anyone who's like over 27 is like really old. Every once in a while, there'll be like a 28 year old on there being like, look, I'm 28 years old. I'm an adult. I'm a mature old woman or something like that. I hate it, but I like keep going back or it'll be someone my age, which is like even more depressing because they're like the YouTube type people like homemakers and stuff. Or you have, you have Jen Gunter. That's on my list. Oh, okay. It's on your list. 
yeah, actually, I'm glad that we're bringing it up, but I'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> and then I just like fall asleep to a podcast and then I like don't know what kind of like weird subliminal messages I'm getting because I'm asleep. And then I wake up and I'm just like immediately on Twitter. I mean, I need a, I need someone needs to take my phone away and put me in some sort of like ice box and just like cool me down <laughs> cryogenically freeze your body <laughs> cryogenically freeze me wake you up in a hundred years when the rest of the human race is dead and there's no more tiktok and tiktok doesn't exist anymore and then i'll like finally be free sounds like a plan you and walt disney can repopulate the earth me and the guy from the twilight zone whose glasses broke yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a hottie I, well it's kind of my time <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, all right. Shall all right. we get to the old NLs? Yeah, we absolutely must. I mean, we've been going for so long and I've been talking out of my ass the whole time. All right, Aggie Hewitt. What was your best of the week? My best of the week. Oh, was the um, 90s nostalgia email that went out to the readers, to yeah. the fans. It Me was too. called Goop Loves the 90s. The email had a different title, but... You open it up and there's this like black and white picture of Gwyneth Paltrow and Tori Spelling, who looks totally radiant in this picture, by the way. I, you know, I've always loved Tori Spelling as a brunette. And I feel like there were a couple years in the late 90s when this picture was taken where she rocked that brunette hair. And then she never went back to brunette. She's been a blonde for like the past 25 years. But I, I've always been a fan of her as a brunette. And, you know, beauty standards change. And I feel like in the 90s, Gwyneth might have been outshining Tori in this picture. But I feel like by today's standards, Tori is the obvious star of that photo. Interesting. In my opinion. Oh, because she has a more naturally ethnic face? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> She's know how else ethnically to say Jewish. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like she just looks more, I don't know, she looks more natural and she just looks like a little bit like rounder and softer. And like when it is that like more like, you know, like blonde, like skinny thing that's just kind of yeah. like not no one that's just like not the thing right now. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Poor Tori. She seems to have had a rough go of it these past 20 years, but I think it's hard to be Tori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole email was great. Like they had, they had a bunch of different pictures of Gwyneth from the nineties, um, different outfits. Uh, let's see. I had a cute. Yeah. Like different, like Gwyneth looks from the nineties. And I was actually just thinking about that because I just like decided, um, like, I don't know what happened to me or why, but I just was like, I need to start wearing like 90s Donna Karen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, it's time for me to do this. And like, I think Gwyneth Paltrow were like a very iconic 90s um, Donna Karen outfit, like a yeah. green blouse and like a long green skirt. Mm. Um, that I don't know. I feel like was like in sliding doors or maybe she just like wore it. Oh, it's in great expectations. Oh, I know exactly what dress you're talking about. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like an, it's like a skirt and a, and a top yeah. and it's like, so whatever. Anyway, um, if you just Google like one of Paltrow Donna Karen, you'll see it. And 
I, when I was on vacation, I actually went to like a used bookstore and I found this like Donna Karen, like lookbook from the nineties, like a little book of Donna Karen outfits that was like from the nineties. And I bought it for like $3 and I'm just like looking through it thinking like, how do I achieve this? Like, this is what a woman is to me. Like, this is what it means to come into my womanhood. Like at this point, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm the age where I'm like, this is how I want to be dressing. I think that stuff is really going to come be coming back in style because uh, I mean, I, I mean, think it already kind of has, honestly. Well, like all like 90s stuff is, you know, for the past several years has already been coming back in style. But like, isn't Donna Karen is like that sort of like minimalist, similar to like a Calvin Klein sort of type of thing? Yes. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I feel like now it's a lot of the like Jenko jeans and like sort of raver uh, post grunge type style 90 stuff that's really popular but like that minimalist stuff I think because people are going to get sick of like the baroque 90s fashion and start doing the more like minimalist 90s fashion yeah I mean I don't think I I do I think I don't think I'm the first person to have that thought I'll just say that yeah, sure. well, <laughs> I don't yeah. think I'm like oh like I'm the first person who's like into this again I think that maybe it's like already well, th- there was a whole subplot on this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where um, Lisa Rinna's daughters started raiding Lisa Rinna's garage, which, with, which had all of her, like, vintage 90s haute couture stuff. And yeah. they, like, started wanting to wear it. So I think, you know, it's all happening. Well, they've got their fingers on the pulse. They really do. Anyway, so I'm just, like, I feel like it was, like, very it spoke to me it spoke to me in this moment and i really responded to it and it was my best of the week yeah i this is my best of the week too i love whenever goop you know goes back into the gwyneth archive and yeah. gets inspiration from her past fashion choices um this was a great collection of photos they had one of her in blythe um the different gwyneth hairdos they had a, a bob the pixie cut the long hair and then they had little you know click throughs of different outfits that you could buy inspired by Gwyneth's classic looks. Yeah. I, I also really like it when they go into the Gwyneth archive, I feel like they should, you know, lean on her career as a nineties, like movie star more. Yeah. Cause that's all like their, I'm sure their target demo of women came of age in the 90s they have a lot of affection for vintage Gwyneth so yeah it seems like yeah a issue in I mean shoot like I've said before on this podcast the very first like perfume I ever bought when I was like grown-up perfume from like a department store or whatever was Estee Lauder Pleasures because she was the spokesperson and I was like oh. 12 or 13 like she was so impactful you know what the first um cologne I ever bought was what Versace blue jeans. Oh, Brian. I still have it. The same bottle? Yeah. I mean, I haven't used all of it. It's like over 20 years old. Wow. Brian. It's probably, it's probably, oh, I learned, that was the other thing I learned from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week. Apparently, uh, perfume can go rancid. Yeah. I don't think it would still be good after that. Probably not. I just sort of kept it as, you know, nostalgia. I don't think, I think it only lasts for like a year or two. I thought because it was like alcohol based, it lasted indefinitely, but maybe not. I think the alcohol stays, but like the rest of it go, mm, kind of yeah. goes. I mean, I wouldn't put it on. Eh, maybe I will. See. Who knows? Maybe it's bullshit. 
Uh, well, yeah, this was, I love this. I mean, it was, it was funny at the end of all these different collections, the, uh, the email ended with, um, an ad for the vibrator, which had nothing to do with the rest of the article. They're going to throw that vibrator at you, no matter what you do. They just, they want you to buy the vibrators. Oh, it's the Donabi. It's the Donabi of 2021. The, that's what the, that's how they thematically linked it. They said, while the rabbit vibrator predates the nineties, it arguably rose to fame following a 1998 episode of sex in the city today. And, it, and then they don't even sell the rabbit. They say today, here's our favorite variation of the genre. So that's how they linked that. Yeah. I do remember that episode of sex in the city though. I don't remember if I ever saw, I mean, I know the reference, but. Sex and the City, I only saw a handful of episodes. Mm. Anyway, so that was your best as well? Yes, that was my best. Uh, okay. What was your worst? Okay, so my worst, but also my best. What's the next saw? So like I was saying earlier, I like to stay up all night watching TikToks. And I'm mentally ill because of it. And it's made me sick. But I did come across a TikTok in the wild of Jen Gunter's. And she was giving a speech about whether or not people with labias should wear underwear and the reasons you might or might not. And she basically said, it's a matter of personal preference. Some materials might feel uncomfortable like denim. Some people might like the feeling of denim on their labia. And the other thing you need to consider when you're not wearing underwear is discharge because all vaginas secrete discharge and then she held up a pair of her worn underwear and showed her discharge and said this is a normal amount of discharge for me i mean i hope that you reported this tiktok <laughs> i almost reported it to you i had you did I almost report sent it to, it to you and i i almost oh, no. sent it to you uh, and with a trigger warning and it was also at like two o'clock in the morning and i was like i really want to send this to brian i really hope he's asleep my thinking was like if you were if your phone was on silent and you woke up and you had it and i said extreme trigger warning on this drink it watch drink your coffee and then watch it like have your morning and then watch it maybe you would have been okay oh yeah no i, would have, I can take it but if you like, that. if it was like ding and you opened your phone and just like watched that at 2 a.m. when you're asleep, I was like, he'd be really mad at me. So I, I just mean, didn't send it. I always put my phone on do not disturb between like 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. I figured I just didn't want to, you know no, what I no, mean? I, I was you. like, I he's a grown it. man. He can manage his own phone time, but I just didn't want to. I didn't want to be that that chaotic where like I'm sending you Jen Gunder's discharge at two in the morning and disturbing you. I just didn't want to be that person. Now, I mean, thank you for that. Like, I think yeah, no one should be sending discharge pics in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, I am, for the most part, you know, anti-censorship. Um, I think... <laughs> you know, freedom of speech is an important right that we have. And yet when I hear something like this, this is when I get into my Maoist, yeah, you know, North Korea type mode that I'm like immediate guillotine, immediate yeah. drawn and quarter, uh, 
firing spot, firing squad, whatever, whatever the method is, instant death penalty for this. It's like, well, to me, it's like one more fucking loss for women, you know, like where is nothing sacred? Are we to be completely stripped of our dignity because of like normalizing our like bodily functions? Like, does it need to be normalized? Does everything need to be normalized? Can we leave some things on the fucking in our literally in our underpants? Do we need to be like holding that up and saying like, this is what my pussy did, bitch. Like, can we just leave it alone? Because I don't think that there really is a girl or a woman who like doesn't understand that or like any labia having vagina having person who doesn't understand what's happening. Like, I don't think that blows anybody's mind that that's happening. Yeah, well, it seems obvious that she is just trying to get attention. And that is, I mean, the whole MO of all, I guess anyone who makes themselves public, but like she is so trans, I mean, her like pivot to TikTok is so transparently yeah, because she saw a couple of like other middle-aged women um, doing well on TikTok of like being sort of an authority figure for a young audience. And she fancies herself an authority figure, but like, you have to be, I mean, if you're, especially if you're like in your forties or fifties to be a TikTok star, you have to be like really cool. And like someone that young people will relate to, or I don't know, want to watch. And like, Jen well, Gunter, they loved it on TikTok. Who, really? How many? They're like, 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 thank you for normalizing this. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. She really, it really, it really went, went well for her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, God bless her then. Well, I mean, you know, TikTok is a very progressive space. Like, yeah, it's a little like the P I, it's a little too much. I, I prefer, um, you know, Breitbart.com, um, parlor, uh, stormfront. Those sort of Jen Gunter should try posting her fucking discharge on fucking, um, discord and see what happens there. Yeah. 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 Let's see. I'm looking up her. Is Discord the one that, what's the one that like Glenn Greenwald went on or something now? I don't know. I don't really know. Like anyway. Yeah. It's the, it's, uh, I mean, it's just humiliating. It just makes me sad. Like it makes me sad that this like woman in her like late fifties is like on the internet holding up, holding her underpants up so she can sell books like in the name of like women empowerment or something. Like I just, I I just, I don't like it. I'm like, is this, is this what feminism has brought us the right to do this? Yeah. I got, I mean, it's like, of all it's, well, it's not just feminism. It's, it's capitalism. It's, she has to sell books and she has to be as audacious as she can in order to drum up publicity for what ordinarily would be a pretty like dry subject. Pun not <laughs> <Unintended>. intended. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I guess it was informative because I really didn't know if you still got that kind of discharge at that age. Cause I did think it was more of a, you know, 
Sahara like situation down yeah. there once you went were on the other side of oh, menopause. Yeah. So now I know, you know, you're still you still have discharge. I guess I mean I guess that's something. But you know that now. I mean so now we all know. Uh, well we all know. I'm still waiting for has she gotten that engagement ring yet from adjacent or are they still living i mean has she bought herself an engagement ring because she's um has some sort of personality disorder which will also go well on tiktok because doesn't everyone on tiktok have like a multiple personalities now yeah they do they all have um dissociative identity disorder so she's like a she's like an honorary woke zoomer good for her she's definitely an honorary zoomer yeah she's definitely more of a zoomer than we are we're older than her Spiritually. Spiritually, yeah. Because she's like technically, I get it. Because she's like technically an old Gen X person. Yeah, she's Gen X. But spiritually a Zoomer. We are technically old millennials, but like we don't relate to our old millennial. We're spiritually like, I'm spiritually dead. Like I'm a dead person. Like I'm from like the 1890s. You're spiritually like Victorian era. Yes. (laughs) I'm definitely spiritually silent generation. Like me, Joe Biden, Dianne Feinstein. Just keep your mouth shut. I know. Um, make a few off-color jokes, and you know, fall into dementia. That's what that's I, where we're all headed. Um. All right. My worst. Oh God. My worst was that fucking ethical investment article. Did you read, read this it. shit? No. It's so scary. So it's a guide to becoming a conscious investor. And so this capitalist hag named Eva Yashari wrote a book called The Good Your Money Can Do, being okay. becoming a conscious investor. And she's like this ex hedge fund lady who wrote this book about the power of money and investing in what she considers, you know, ethical corporations or whatever. And it was just sad and it just sucks that like this is where we are as a society where the only, you know, good that these rich people can think of is to just throw their money at different places. I don't really have much to say about it. It's just the whole thing was gross. Like as our, you know, society is falling apart and everyone realizes that the capitalist experiment failed. There are these rich fucks who are still making money and still hanging on to this 20th century idea of happiness and trying to peddle, peddle their wares to the petite bourgeoisie who don't know any better. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to try to do? Because, well, whatever. I feel like I almost said something so nihilistic. I don't even want to say it, but like, I agree with you. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. Her, she has like a little countdown of different, steps into becoming a conscious investor but like why bother like what difference does it make at this point just like do just make as much money as you possibly can for your for your own sake and just like give everyone the middle finger as you do it and like let the world burn because like that's what everybody's doing anyway like why what who gives a shit the whole reason is to make yourself feel better about your own choices that you made in life and um assuage the guilt that your own wealth has on you and like the obvious solution to this is like 
just tax the fuck out of these rich motherfuckers and redistribute the wealth. But yeah. like these well, people, they're never going to do that. They're so. never going to, they're never going to want to do that. They're never going to actually sacrifice anything for, you know, the majority of people like working people in this world. So they have, everything has to be a choice for them. You choose to uh, be a philanthropist. You choose to give to charity. You choose to be a conscious investor when it shouldn't fucking be a choice. We need to, as I said before, string these people up and chop off their heads. <laughs> I know. It's like, I want to, I just, I want Gwyneth's head to stay on her body. Of course. Queen Gwyneth can keep her head. But, um, well, we need, sorry, we need movie stars. That actually, like, is something that is good for society to give everyone a little hope. Similarly to how the British think of the royal family. Like, it's, there's Well, I mean, it re they really are like a royal family for yeah. real, so... <laughs> So it's like at least and Gwyneth, Gwyneth is, is like probably the closest thing to a queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, not really. She's like the closest thing to like a Fergie. <laughs> yeah. Well, like at least Gwyneth is putting, well, not anymore, but she used to put like actual like art into this world. Now she's just, you know, a capitalist pig like the others. But, um, but we like it. So. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think artists should make, like, I don't think Scarlett, I mean, I don't think Scarlett Johansson should make $70 million off of Black Widow or whatever, but like at least she, is talented and is like doing something that makes other people happy. Yeah. I'm like Not obsessed like with her tattoos. I mean, no. they've all got something to contribute to the world. <laughs> yeah. And goop is Gwyneth's like art. Sure. Yes, it, it is true. Um, she's turning capitalism into art into yeah. a, yeah, a very, uh, individualistic project. Um, yeah. Which, you know, goop should be nationalized of course, as I think all industry. Of course, goop must be nationalized. But yeah, Gwyneth but, keep her head. Yeah. Um, but socialism requires a centralized figure. Doesn't it require like a socialized a centralized power source yes. or something? I mean, so that I, think be so. her. I mean, I think there are like technically there's a you know socialist libertarians or whatever that think like utopianism that thinks everyone can just get along. But I, I'm not so naive as to think that. Like I definitely think we need a, a strong authoritarian figure. Gwyneth, probably, it would be Gwyneth. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I, I don't know. I love Gwyneth, but I don't think she is ideologically, like she's so enamored with. But I mean, can't she be like the, the? can't she just be the president of like, like she doesn't have to be the president of like America, but like of Goop. The president of Goop under the umbrella of, of the socialist republic of Goop. Or under no, like America. So it's like if we became like a socialist country, then like would companies like Goop just be like socialist, but like they would still need like a boss, right? Or no, you don't have any bosses. No, I guess there's a hierarchy. It's like the department of like how people talk about nationalizing Amazon or like yeah. how, how the country did nationalize the. Um, It'd be like the like department the of skincare, the department yeah, exactly. of wellness, the department of supplements. Yeah. Department of wellness. That's great. Health. It would be you'd have. You'd have a department of health, yeah, with a real doctor, yeah, at the head, and then you'd have mm -hmm. the doctor de department of wellness, and like, department of peace with Marianne. Of course, Marianne is the department of peace. This is yeah, this is good. Yeah, good, good. good. It's called it's Theory good. Kids. Read a book. Yeah, I guess I won't, but I'll listen to you. Can explain it to me. I never read any shit either. Okay. I, you know. uh, all right. What 
was your craziest or your saddest? Okay. So my craziest, oh, my craziest was the thing that made me the craziest and sorry, I'm going to have to start kind of rapid fire plowing through these. We talked kind of a lot at the beginning. Um, my craziest was the goop and social studies mashup. So there's like this company called social studies that does like parties or something. And if you go on their website right now, they have this like really gorgeous goop stuff, like these beautiful green porcelain plates and like amazing flatware. And it looks really pretty. And then if you like click through a little bit, you come to like their regular party stuff, which is just like hot dogs and like paper plates and just like kind of not glamorous party stuff. And I guess I just don't really understand what they're getting up to. I don't understand this company because it's, yeah, they did like a collaboration. I assume that they they design, it's called social studies. They design like flatware and stuff like that. Well, it's like stuff you rent for a party or buy it for a party. But like at that point, it's like, you're just kind of buying silverware. Yeah. Well, that sounds more normal to me than renting silver. Like, I mean, I- like they put together packages so you can like have a party. So it's like you can get that stuff and like balloons. It's like they sell like decorations. Yeah. I guess if you have a huge party and you want it to be fancy and you don't have, you know, 30 different sets of plates and saucers and cups and stuff, this might be a good idea. I, yeah, I just can't um, fathom wanting to do that, but. I guess some people do. I mean, the thing that confuses me is like, I want to buy all the stuff, but I don't want it like for a party. I just like want it for me because it's cool. Yeah. And they do sell it. You Like you don't have to rent it though, right? I think you have to buy it. I don't think they do rent it. I oh, think I they thought... have other stuff that they rent. Oh, they, oh, I see. So the goop stuff you have to buy. Yeah. Seems like a good investment. Uh, everyone, every classy person should have a set of fine china. Yeah, but I just don't understand why it's whatever. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I don't I I think it just looks like a plate. I mean, I don't understand why this is like a party thing, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what's yours? Okay. So uh my saddest was this. Oh, it was okay. It was this article. Did you read this? It was called Five Ways to Add a Nutritious Boost to Your Favorite Foods. No, but that does sound sad. It's so sad. It's sadder than even the title promises. Okay. Um, it starts off by saying, lately our food mantra has been yes and. Oh, that's. So if you know anything sad. about improv, that's really sad. <laughs> right up top. Uh, so I was like, oh boy. Okay. Um, if it didn't work for improv, it's not going to work for snacks. No. Um. Yes, I am going to enjoy my favorite foods because they are delicious and make me happy. And I'm going to try to max out on their nutritional value too. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so five quote unquote delicious, quote unquote healthy snacks that they oh, want you to try. Oh my God, I'm looking at One, uh, Oh, and also this whole article is in partnership with their friends at Huzzah, okay. which is- I've never even heard Huzzah. of that. Neither have I until- right this very minute okay huzzah just seems like the demonic love child between kombucha and Lacroix. oh god so it's like a more watered down kombucha or like a more fermented Lacroix. yes it is a fruity seltzer with live probiotics that can help support gut health it's just like 
see, you want to talk about the perils of capitalism. Here we go. <laughs> like something nobody needed. No. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it has three, less than three grams of sugar, it, but it's literally just, I guess if you poured a glass of half kombucha and half LaCroix, you could do the same thing. Well, people know, are like mixing espresso with um, seltzer now or like cold brew and seltzer maybe. And they're like, this is, if you haven't tried this, it's actually really good. I, I've actually tried, I don't know if it's that, but I've tried like um, some sort of carbonated cold brew before. And it's, I mean, I wouldn't have it every day, but it's not too bad. For like a treat, if you need yeah. like some caffeine, but you're also parched, I don't know. Well, didn't Coke come out with like a coffee flavored Coke or something? Yeah. And I did buy it on a real downswing and I must say it tasted like absolute shit. Yeah. I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust Coke to get those coffee flavors, those coffee notes. Right. I don't know why I bought it. I think I like saw someone on Twitter. It was like, I, you know, sometimes like people on Twitter, like on social media will like have bought something that looks so disgusting. And you're like, wow, people just really try things out. I want to be like them and then you do it too. Oh yeah, I do. I I am the most brainwashed by capitalism of anyone. Any any new product like we said about Trader Joe's, I will try anything once. Yeah. But I mean, it was just to say like that I tried it. Some yeah, some random person will like have bought it and I'll be like, "Well, then I'm going to buy it even if I don't want it and I think it looks so stupid and bad and it is stupid and bad." Just because you like respect that person's taste or you just don't want to feel left out? Just because I'm like they're trying new experiences. Why am I not trying new experiences? But I have to remind myself, like, it's not a new experience. Just spent money on something. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this first way to add a nutritious boost to your favorite foods is, of course, huzzah. Yeah. It's called Better Bubbles. Um, fruity seltzer with live probiotics. Uh, they have a raspberry lemon, a juicy pear, and their favorite is strawberry hibiscus because of its delicate flavor undertones. Um, hibis hibiscus is definitely a trendy flavor right now. Yeah, and I've never watch out like hibiscus person. I mean, it's just it's such a like nothing flavor. I I mean, it's very tart. Uh, it's you know traditional in a lot of like uh, Jamaica. You know, at any sort of taqueria or taco truck um, in the Caribbean, they call it sorrel. It, it's a good flavor, but it's like. Yeah, it's just going to be, you know, gentrified and whitewashed like everything else. I'm like not. If I see a strawberry hibiscus, I usually pass. Mm, see, yeah, I this is this sounds like um the I go to this pupusa guy at the farmers market on Sundays and they have all these different like agua frescas um and they I think they have a strawberry hibiscus. It's really good. But I'm not going to fucking get this huzzah. Okay. Anyway, second one is Literally anyone who's listened to a podcast for the past decade has already heard of this product. It's magic spoon keto cereal. And you bought this once, right? I did. I got suckered into it from listening to, I don't know, some podcast. Mm. It's such a, it's such a piece of shit. This cereal, it's $40 for four boxes of cereal. Okay. That's insane. That are like not even full They're They look like full boxes of cereal, but they have probably about, I don't know, four to five ounces of cereal in each one. Um, okay. It's all made of like powdered whey powder or something. It's like protein powder, basically, that they solidify into the shape and approximate flavor of cereal. That's so disturbing. It's so gross. It like is the worst of both worlds because you don't get that, you know, great carby crunch of a real cereal. And then you don't actually get satiated 
by eating protein like you would if you had, I don't know, some scrambled eggs or something. Um, so it's, it's just, I can't imagine that. Oh, and the nutrient, it's like, it has like 25 grams of fat or something. It's like all saturated fat. Well, it's uh, so well, bad. Well, that's what the keto people like. Yeah. They're probably uh, eating this with like heavy cream or something. Yeah, exactly. Magic spoon, heavy cream with some like string cheese on top or something. Oh God. Um, so Goop is about, yeah, it's about 10 years too late with this shit. Yeah. It's no been around. Uh, and they have like a cocoa puffs or like a cocoa pebbles and a yeah frosted. It just says frosted, and then they all taste exactly the same. They have a cocoa. They have, I, I know they have like one that's trying to be like fruity pebbles. Yeah. They they all none of them are good. Okay, it's like just get regular cereal. I mean, unless you have some sort of gluten allergy or like wheat allergy or whatever, just like eat a little bit of it or like eat it once or twice a week. Like it's not that hard to be normal with if fucking cereal. It, guys. Just buy it and eat yeah. a little bit of it and don't eat it every day of your life. You know, what's good is cinnamon toast crunch mixed with grape nuts. Really? I love, I love cutting any of these sugary cereals down with grape nuts, like half and half. It's so good. It's the best combo. And then add freeze dried strawberries. Oh, oh. God. That's what I want. Any- okay. Number three is Siete low carb tortillas. I'm really afraid of this brand. Siete, I've had their like grain free chips or something, which are fine. But again, it's like $8 for a bag that looks like a full bag of chips, but then you open it and there's like four chips in there. That's like every bag, every chip. Yeah. Except for like, you know, a Lay's, a Fritos or something. They'll give you, but I feel like I'm, I get what I expect with Lay's You've and been I opening Lay's your entire life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Lays, yeah. And then the price point on Siete is just like too much. I mean, so, this brand freaks me out because this is another like big that the keto people love. Mm. And I'm really afraid of the keto and the low carb people. I think that they're really scary. Yeah. Um, politically they're all right wing. They're like, Mar- like Marjorie Taylor green probably eats this. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Any right-wing person who makes over $80,000 a year is going through six or seven bags of these Siete's every year. They're all keto. They're all doing that fucking gym and they're all like really frightening or or something. So they tell you to make breakfast burritos, lunch wraps, and they say homemade healthy crunch wraps. And then in parentheses, yes, that crunch wrap it's a good concept that becomes a great thing when it's made with better ingredients. How dare you? And then they even mentioned the viral TikTok tortilla hack, which was popular. Like you told me about it, what, eight months ago or something. Yeah. And I, and I really enjoyed doing it as well. I did it once or twice too. It's great, but like it's old news guys. Give me a break. Yeah. We're done with the TikTok hack. And again, tortillas have been made for thousands of years. Yeah. It's a wonderful food, a corn tortilla. A flour tortilla. Yeah, Again, like, maybe don't eat a million tortillas a day, but like, or do. It's like literally a billion people eat regular tortillas every fucking day of their life. Yeah, and, and you don't fine. need all this fucking shit. And if you're so fucking afraid of gluten, get a goddamn corn tortilla. It comes gluten-free. It is naturally gluten-free. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Then it gets worse from here. Okay. Their next one that they recommend is... Um, we all remember Capello's from their weird almond made pasta that is in the freezer section of Whole Foods. Yeah. So now Capello's makes almond flour pizza crust. I see. Um, I good. And I, I will actually defend 
cauliflower pizza crust. Will, will you? Not, uh, not in any like health wise way. I just like the taste of it and it is slightly less filling. Like I could eat like a whole cauliflower crust pizza. My problem with the cauliflower pizza crust is that like, well, I don't know, like at Trader Joe's, those things are like, have as much carbs as like a regular pizza crust or oh, yeah. to it and like are extremely high calorie. And like, it's just, I don't really understand what it's bringing to the table, but I'm sure there are either, better brands for it. I mean, there there probably are some really expensive like keto brands or whatever, but yeah, most of the regular cauliflower crusts have a ton of carbs. I guess maybe they're still gluten-free. Is that the deal? Maybe they're gluten-free and they're probably still like, I guess, lighter, like lower calorie. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean they're definitely like higher in fat. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but I the Trader Joe's ones are good. Like they're all fine. I just, you know, every once in a while, whatever. But like, okay, this is like what I was talking about with like the elimination creating the obsession where it's like, just eat real, the real thing sometimes. And then you don't have to worry about it. But when you're like bending at yourself out of shape to like make pizza out of all this stuff. I mean, I guess that's what the whole 30 rules sort of talking about, but it's still this like fixation on it. Like just relax and just like, yeah, we don't eat pizza every day of your life. And when you want pizza, just eat pizza. Like, what if you just did that? I don't know. I mean, people, people are crazy. People are crazy. (laughs) The last one seemed like the most normal one and then when you get down to the nitty-gritty not so normal i see it is chocolate covered almonds okay which is a great snack perfect snack it's who made by who uh which are you know a notoriously expensive brand this thing is 50 dollars for and if you buy them online it's a six pack fine but a six pack of almonds each pack has four ounces which is a lot of almonds for what, like you're probably going to what only like one or two ounces per serving. Anyway, the whole thing is only 1.5 pounds of almonds for $50. That's That's too much. And these are just almonds. These are chocolate covered almonds. There's no dairy in the chocolate. Uh, and I think they're made with like coconut oil, but it's basically just dark chocolate. Dark chocolate doesn't have dairy. Anyway, again, dark chocolate covered almonds and you could get, probably 10 pounds of dark chocolate almonds from Costco for like $14. Yeah. Or uh, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, Not 10 pounds of $14, but a little tough. But yeah, this whole thing was just like, they, they literally started the article being like, you know, our philosophy towards snack is yes. Like just do it guys. Just indulge yourself snack. And then these suggestions are the saddest, most diet culture-y, overpriced toxic things you could even eat yeah and it's like just like you have to spend like a ton of money to like have like a normal amount of pleasure and the food that you eat because if you get the normal kind it's like gonna kill you or make you Mm -hmm. fat or make you unlovable or like it's just so it's too stressful yeah and it's like who can afford that i mean i guess Gwyneth Paltrow can Sure. I mean, there's, I guess, yeah, a lot of people that can just afford to eat this way, but they're not even getting pleasure for it. Like, imagine you're the richest person in the world and this is how you decide to eat. It's like, I can't, I would never. Oh, pathetic. Yeah. I'd be at Bell's. (laughs) You know, if I'd be Bell's eat. 
I, you know what I love for a snack? I don't really have snacks that often, but this is a Trader, sorry, Trader, more Trader Joe's spawn. Trader Joe's has a new green goddess Gouda. Oh, wow. Put the little green goddess Gouda on those seeded, you know, those like seeded crackers that they have. Mm-hmm. They're so good. And those have a ton of probably fat and calories too, but just one seeded cracker, a few slices of the green goddess Gouda. It feels indulgent. It's not that bad for you. You have one and you're satiated for a few hours. One? One. Well, cause the, the, the crackers are like, it's like almost the size of a slice of bread. It's a big cracker. It's like, yeah, it's like a big cracker. It's like an Mac. Exactly. It's like a, an uh, that was my, my pre tennis snack yesterday. And I really laid it down on the court. That sounds really nice. Actually. Snacking right. is a what was your- challenge. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really snack that much, but like if I, I knew I wasn't going to have, be able to have dinner until late. So then I do it. Yeah, I snack. Normally I have like three big meals and I don't really snack. Yeah. All right. What would you try? I try the boot camp for damaged hair. Um, my hair is really appallingly damaged and um i'm really upset about it i spent years just not really thinking about my hair and when i came to i realized that my hair was fucked up um although one of the things they so it's called a boot camp for damaged hair but there isn't really that much in it there's just sort of like a bunch of like goop products Mm-hmm. Um, but they do recommend that Rahua that I've been using and it also kind of lends itself to the thing I think I would buy, but I kind of need, um, some guidance from our listeners because I'm not a hundred percent sure if I actually want it or not. Um, okay. which is the thing I would buy, but it's like, I just, I, like I said, like I need to start like putting more time and effort into my hair. Like I treat it really badly. I bleach, I color it like really fucked up. Like I just, I'm working on, I'm working on improving it. And I mean, how many products do you need? Like just a shampoo, a conditioner, what else? I basically just use like a shampoo, a conditioner, and like sometimes a detangler and like a leave-in conditioner, like a okay. defrizzing sort of thing. Um, that's all I really use. Yeah, my hair. I mean, my hair's so short. I just do a little head and shoulders and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, I definitely need like to condition it, like. I, I definitely need like shampoo and conditioner, yeah. but, um, it's just like, it's just so fucked up and fried the poor thing. But what I've noticed lately, because I've been taking better care of it, like when I just like brush it out and put in leave-in conditioner, it's pretty curly, which I never really oh, yeah. realized huh. before. Was it not? Um, before? Not like this. I mean, I guess it's always been sort of wavy, but like the curls, I mean, it's not right now, but it's like the curls when I put in that 
weave and conditioner the curls are pretty well defined nice yeah all right i would try this is from the old goop instagram account uh they did a little little video of the ultimate and i hate this is a very molly boz way of saying it so i don't approve of this the ultimate veg sando yeah that's like molly boz written all over it just call it a veggie sandwich a vegetarian sandwich even like a hippie sandwich i don't mind but not sandwich yeah uh this is good it's like it takes the classic you know the classic california avocado and sprout sandwich and sort of goops it up you do um avocados cucumbers sauerkraut which is very that's a goopy addition definitely goopy heirloom tomato red onion they say sunflower sprouts but you could do i'm sure any type of sprout and then their secret ingredient is whipped feta which you make with um feta and greek yogurt and whip it together Mm, that sounds really good sounds very tasty pretty light um i mean it still has dairy but like it's not i don't know i feel like feta doesn't really count as cheese in the like bad way and i'm sure you could just like put like i mean it wouldn't be the same but you could just put like vegan cream cheese on it or something oh totally yeah yeah do a little kite hill it'll be good yeah it'd be great yeah the sandwich looks really good i'm watching it now and actually i mean it's not like reinventing the wheel or anything but it actually feels a little bit new like a variation of a classic theme and it feels goopy it feels like there's a personality with the whipped feta and the sauerkraut that feels like different than you would find on new york times or bon appetit yeah i don't think you would see that i don't think you would see that combination anywhere else on the planet so it's like this is what they they need to start here and run with this like figure out your fucking personality i don't know if caitlin has anything to do with this i hope to god that she does yeah and this you is the beginning. like it yeah it's the beginning of the goop renaissance as far as recipes goes wow the like first it. two comments vintner's daughter yum tracy anderson method delicious <laughs> oh those are the people that comment <laughs> so it's really uh, top, those are like in the, the family first when you open it like the two. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, poor, the poor vintner's daughter social media intern has to just like scour goops they're just on goop all day being like awesome girly or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god yeah vintner's daughter's instagram is exactly what you'd expect surprisingly i don't think i've ever been there i feel like there's a certain look on instagram that's just too decadent like it can be too beautiful there's too much sunlight glimmering on water too much you know what i mean too many like ripe fruits and flowers and leaves it's just it's too much like it's gorgeous but it makes me sort of depressed yeah it's like too too cheerful too sunny too perfect it's It's not yeah it just i mean i guess that's just instagram aesthetic in general yeah, I guess it's that in general. I don't know. But I barely look at it. I just look at like my dumb little pop-up restaurants that I want to order from. I know. I literally only follow. I'm such a fat ass. I just follow restaurants. And then yeah. like every time I go to or think about another restaurant, I just follow that on Instagram and I keep it private and I don't post anything and I don't post anything to any social media except for this podcast. <sighs> I, that yeah, that that's what Instagram has for for me is just it's like my own personal 
like yellow pages of what do I want to order from tonight? Yeah, it's just like so I won't forget about restaurants and clothing brands. It's like things that I want to remember exist. I just follow them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's been working. Uh, for I think me that's so as far. that's as good a reason as any to have Instagram. I mean, what else am I going to do with it? I don't want to build my brand. I mean, I guess I could. I guess others mm, do. No thanks. No. Uh, all right. What would you buy? This is my question. Okay. So I think I would buy this sugar salt, sugar scalp rub. It's the Gtox. Mm. I have the regular sea salt, like body scrub, like the exfoliating body scrub, but they make another one that's for your scalp. And I just like, there's something about it. It's a Gtox thing. And there's just something about it that I'm like, hesitant is it the same thing as the body scrub is it a waste of money does it actually do anything do i need two himalayan sea salt scrubs from goop one for the hair and one for the body that feels excessive to me do you use it do you like it tell talk to me about it Listen. well i'm sure we have some listeners who have used the product so the body scrub is amazing i've always wanted to try i've never tried any of those Well, I've always like struggled with body scrubs because like, you know, I've used it before and had like irritation and like peeling for like lower quality ones. But this one, you, I mean, it's also like, I'm like an old hag with like leathery skin that can withstand anything. But like, I, um, I don't know. You come out feeling like so smooth after that. It's really nice. Yeah. Like so soft. Yeah. That sounds good. I had to stop. I got like um, a really shitty cheap body wash from Bath and Body Works because it was like free when I bought my last round oh, of yeah, candles. Oh yeah, that will ruin you. I I was getting, I, I had never, I, I'd gotten like bad psoriasis on my body about 15 years ago. Oh no. And I had to actually get like, because um, it was like a lot, it was just, I was going through a lot of like stress. I think it was like psychosomatic, but I had to go to a dermatologist and get like a topical steroid and it took like weeks for it to get better. Oh my God. I noticed after using this Bath and Body Works thing, the beginnings of that sort of like, you'll see like blood vessels on your skin just start to pop. And you know that like, if it keeps going, it's going to turn into full-blown psoriasis. Oh my God. And I had to just completely stop cold turkey and just go back to my Dove unscented. So now I'm afraid to use anything besides like Dove unscented. Yeah. I totally understand that. But I think, I mean, I use like natural, I use like method, I think, or. Mm, I'm sure that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That I have so much of it from when I got my Grove box. Right. And then. I started, and then I use this Gtox stuff, which is like clean. Well, you use Gtox in the shower. Oh yeah, I use Gtox. Uh, I, I, that body wash was fine, and I also like only used it maybe like a couple times a week. Yeah, I'm always, and I'm sure that one. It was just the Bath and Body Works toxic shit. Well, because um, that's like a huge endocrine disruptor. I'm off all Bath and Body Works. No, it's smart. And I stopped getting their candles. I stopped getting all of it. I think I did permanent damage to my body. But, you know, I was young. I was wild. Sure, sure. (laughs) It was good we we stopped now when we did. I'm fully done. It's like you can smoke until you're 40. Yeah, and (laughs) you can get other body body work candles until you're 35. Uh, All right, what would I buy? Oh, okay. So I do really need, like, um, 
some sort of like light morning face lotion. That's yeah, like me too. I want the goop I j- glow one. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is like the the goop glow glow lotion. I know Apple uses it. It seems like the, all the young hip kids are using it. And lately, I've just been like doing sunscreen, which I obviously need to continue. But I want something a little bit more moisturizing. Didn't you say that you your skin is too oily and you don't want to use? Well, that's why I want to use like this really light. That's what I was afraid of with like a, because they have like the face cream and stuff, which I don't think I could use. I wanted to see if I can use this and it wouldn't get too oily or maybe some sort of like serum would be a better idea. I have no idea. Well, yeah, I mean, I use lotion, but I want to get the goop glow lotion. Um, I just use either the CeraVe or like, I don't know. I just like, I have a bunch of them. Like I get samples from my little like Ipsy bag and like, that's kind of what I use. And I usually like mix like a little like hyaluronic acid serum into it or like use that before. Or if I'm like really like going nuts, I'll break out the Tata Harper face oil and use it before. Um, I don't have like a full routine. Like I kind of will be like, I have like a, I have like a general like group of products and I'll use them like when I think I want to, but I don't like use every single thing every day. Yeah. 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 I I've been using my vintner's daughter Um, pretty much every night, but I don't use it in the morning. It seems too decadent. Yeah. I have been double cleansing. Oh, I, in the summer. Yeah. I've been washing my face at least twice a day. No, that's not double cleansing. It's like when oh, you wash your face with face wash and then with like an oil cleanser. After. Oh, yeah. no. oh, I don't do that. That sounds nice. Yeah. Cause I have it and I've just like, I don't know if it's made a difference, but I've just been started to do it. I don't know. Yeah. My face. I mean, as I said previously, it's like always so oily. I could never wash my face enough. But I think that like when you're oily, you need to use oil. I think it's like do whatever feels counterintuitive and that's the right thing to do. That's what I've heard. Maybe I should get an oil cleanser. Yeah, you should. I'm going to try. Oh, that's, I'm going to research that. And I don't think Goop sells one or at least they don't under their own brand, but yeah, I'm sure I could find one. I they don't have one? An oil, an oil cleanser? I don't know. I'm sure some of our listeners huh. are screaming Probably. and they know a specific brand, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention, if we're talking about buying, that one of our listeners stumbled upon goop glycolic acid pads at TJ Maxx. Seriously? That were on sale for $29. Wow. That's really cool. Congratulations listener on that one. Yeah. I mean, really you struck gold there and I don't know where you are, what city you live in, but I'm like really going to go to a TJ, TJ Maxx soon and see if there are any Goop products on sale. It would be, I mean, you never know, like you find stuff like that at these places, but that's a really good find for a TJ Maxx. Yeah. And it's like $125 on the website and they got it for 29. Wow. So well, I know we're all for the next 20 years on yeah. the fucking TJ Maxx aisle. If any aisle. other listener goes to TJ Maxx and finds a goop thing, please let us know and yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. And t- and then we can all share like on the podcast where we found 
the cool TJ Maxx stuff. And then we'll, you know, direct people that live in the area to that TJ Maxx. So they get the goop stuff before it's gone. Oh yeah. I'll go to TJ Maxx. I'll go to Marshall's. I'll go everywhere. I never think about going to those places, but I always find, I don't like their clothes. Never. I never like, I don't know. They never fit me right or something, but all their little home stuff, I always find good things. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like going to a thrift store. Like you really have to dig and like, sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't, but you could find pretty good stuff in those places. Totally. Yeah. All right, guys, that should do it for today. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry that it's like late and maybe sounds bad. (laughs) It's my fault. (laughs) Uh, All right. We'll talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.